Unspeakable joy, unspeakable joy. Jesus is, Jesus gives unspeakable joy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Unspeakable Joy Podcast. I'm your host, Joy Sixtos. I appreciate you taking time to tune in today to the, what I like to call, digital broadcast radio show today, as we just receive encouragement again from the Word of God and from a topic on my heart that I want to impart to you today. Thank you for not only listening to these broadcasts, but sharing them as the Lord leads you to do to help encourage others also in the faith. I tell you what, the Lord has been using this podcast in powerful ways to minister to people, and I've been continuously receiving good feedback from different people about the different shows and how they are being encouraged and how they're being uplifted and how their lives are being changed by the word of the Lord going forth. Some people have also shared how they are encouraged that the next generation of leaders and ministers are being a blessing to the body of Christ as they're able to be and using technology to the best of our ability to reach out to generations and nations. So we praise God for that. And interestingly enough, this morning I received a text message from a friend asking if I could meet with them in the next couple of weeks to share some insight and knowledge and revelation on how they can begin podcasting. This particular person is an ordained minister, has been serving God all of her life, and is now interested in to branch out into this particular endeavor, this niche of ministry, to reach generations and nations and to share what God has placed on her heart for the body of Christ. So praise God for that, if you don't mind. I would appreciate your prayers concerning that, that I would be able to impart not only natural knowledge and wisdom on how to produce a professional show, but also the supernatural part and the spiritual part to help encourage my friend to do all that God has called them to do. So we're looking forward to seeing what comes from that with her podcast just wanted to jump into your life and share something that was on my heart this morning even. It is a Friday when I am recording this particular podcast and it's actually a blessing for myself to have Fridays to myself in a sense this summer. And what I mean by that is that at the moment, I am employed by a community college in my local area, and we have really been blessed with the summer schedule that our college allows us to operate on. And so what happens every summer is that we are given every Friday off paid. So that gives us a three-day weekend all summer long, and I particularly enjoy that because it's a form of rest physically and supernaturally, as I don't have to necessarily be giving out all the time on those Fridays in my marketplace ministry, but I'm able to reconnect with the Lord that much more than what I do throughout the week. And I'm able to rest my body, catch up on things here at the house, and also prepare in a sense, for future ministry activities, including the podcast. Fridays are a true blessing to me. And this morning was a blessing in particular because I just got to spend some quiet time with the Lord and was ministering by my spirit and by the spirit of God to the Lord in songs, spiritual psalms, psalming, hymns, praise to the Lord, and just taking that time to worship the Lord through song. Now, that's what I wanted to talk about today, worship, praise, of course, others that are 
called into that particular ministry as a praise leader, a worship leader, a psalmist, things like that, they may have more revelation on this topic. They may have a deeper sense of what God has shown them regarding that ministry calling that they are in. Not only the Levitical side of it, the priesthood side of it, but the actual ministrals, the person that is there with the instruments, with the voice, with the anointing, putting all that together, even in a service in order to help set the tone, bring in the presence of God, bring in the spirit of God, not that he's not already at the service, but usher in the presence so that the ministers that are presenting the sermon that morning are able to flow that much more in the anointing. So, of course, there's a lot more we can say that I can even share with you on this particular topic, but I just wanted to share a nugget with you and just encourage you that as you go on from day to day in your personal life, cherish the moments that you have with God. It is crazy. We are busy from sunrise to sunset and even beyond the sunset. We are very busy, but we have to make sure that we have a balance to our lives and time where we intimately fellowship with the Lord, not only in prayer, not only in meditation of his word and his goodness and faithfulness, but in worship. Now, there's different parts to worship, which in the next couple of weeks, plan to have an actual praise and worship leader on the show. They'll be sharing more about the depths of praise and worship and what that means and what it entails and how it even brings healing into our life, all kinds of things. But I wanted to touch the surface, if you will, about praise and worship and even share an article that I read online from churchleaders.com. They're a website that I've followed pretty frequently in the last several months. And I really enjoy their content on Facebook. They always have thought-provoking things and things that they discuss and give insight on pertaining to current events and how leadership maybe should or should not respond by the Holy Spirit, uh, political events, uh, doctrinal things, basic characters of people, a lot of different areas that they touch on. Hence the name church leaders. The content is for church leaders and ministers. So we'll start off first of all by defining, according to dictionary.com, the words praise and the words worship. So praise, we tend to think in the form when we're discussing in the form of songs Maybe, you know, at your home, maybe at church. What I did this morning, the special time I had with the Lord, ministering to Him in songs and psalming, spiritual songs, praise. It's defined, according to dictionary.com, as the act of expressing approval or admiration, commending, lauding, the offering of grateful homage in words or song. It's also considered the state of being approved or admired. It's merit that we give something, someone. It's expressing our approval of and exalting something or someone. And it's just being grateful even to it's as a God or a deity through words and songs. So that's praise. Typically, when you're praising, especially in a church service, when the the leaders put on praise songs, it can be more of your fast-paced songs. It can be those songs where you're clapping and shouting and dancing into the Lord just as David did in Old Testament times. And you're just exuding your jubilation towards God just for who he is. 
And you're also taking that moment to offer praises and thanksgiving offerings through singing and dancing and clapping um, because of what God has done in your life. And you're grateful for that. Now, if we look at the word worship, it says it's a reverent honor and homage paid to God or a sacred personage or to an object regarded as sacred. It's formal or ceremonious rendering such honor and homage. So it's an act of worshiping. It's an act of giving reverence and revering and, you know, thanking and offering an offering unto a deity or an intended one. It also goes on to say it's a rendering of religious reverence and a feeling of adoration in regard for a person or a thing being explained and expressed through an action. So, again, worship typically in a church-type setting would be considered your slower songs, would be considered directly to God, where you are praising the name of Jesus, thanking Him for the blood of Jesus. It's direct and it's intentional and it's very refreshing. In my opinion, worship is deeper than praise. They're still, of course, equal, one in the same. They have their respective rights and their respective places within a service or within your quiet times, as I had this morning with the Lord. But worship is where you can go deep. It's an intimacy and a fellowship with Jesus by the Spirit of God to adore Him, to thank Him, to applaud Him. And just in a way, it's an offering and an incense to say, thank you. And even during those times of worship, we find that healing comes to our emotions. Healing comes to physical bodies. Even during praise, when you're, you're dancing and leaping and shouting for joy, thanking God for who He is, manifestations can occur. Visions are given during worship. Dreams are birthed in somebody's spirit man. A lot can happen during these special times with the Lord. And so as I was spending time with God in that particular way this morning, I was just flowing with the Spirit and singing songs unto Him. And it's, it's a beautiful experience to me, especially recently. I was talking to the Lord and, and dealing with this in a certain way because when I was younger, this would happen to me more so, where the Word has been sown in your heart certain songs have been sown in your heart and your spirit man brings them up out of nowhere during certain situations and will pull them to the surface of your life and draw them out. So growing up when things would come up or situations would occur or things happened before I even knew what was occurring, before I would even naturally listen to what was coming out of my mouth through a song and a praise and a worship, my spirit man was already drawing from the well of God's word within me and producing the solution, producing the answer, producing the comfort, the healing, the direction. Whatever was happening, the solution came through my praise and worship. And then I would hear myself singing. And after a while, 15, 30 seconds, I would say, okay, what am I singing here? What am I, what's coming out of my spirit? And lo and behold, it was exactly pertaining to what had been on my mind, what I had been contemplating, what I had, you know, news I had just received about something. And as I paid attention to these songs that I've sung all my life, but at the moment, 
I sought for an answer or the answer was given to me by the Spirit of God and I would pay attention to the lyrics, it was exactly what was needed for the moment. It was the direction I needed, the illumination, the revelation, and it was so intimate and so special. And I share that with you because as special as it was to me, I believe that God can use that to minister unto you also, whether it's through your own spirit to yourself or if it's even through another person singing over you. I know there's a beautiful song on one of our Christ for the Nations Institute out of Dallas, Texas, one of our worship albums that has been produced. And it talks about how we are God's beloved and it's God singing over us. And it says, you're my beloved and you're my bride. To sing over you is my desire. Come away with me, my love. And it talks about even though, you know, maybe like Old Testament times where the people of God would love God and serve him and do his will and then would backtrack and they would serve other gods or they would have altars in high places and offer offerings or even their children as sacrifices to false gods, you know. And so it's just a reminder in that moment that we are beloved of God. We are his prized possessions and not only his creation that he loves made in the image of God, but those of us that have covenant with him are his children and we have access to his kingdom and his authority and all the benefits and blessings thereof. But those moments that I used to have as a young child, a teenager, a young adult, I hadn't necessarily had them to that degree recently. Not to say that I don't praise, that I don't worship, but that particular type of experience and encouragement I hadn't experienced in a little bit. And so it was beautiful to have that come forth. In today's show, I wanted to share that with you and just say, remember to get away, to have some alone time, do what you need to do in order to spend time with God and minister to Him in praise and worship. And as He even leads you to sing certain songs through your spirit, then pay attention to what you're saying. Because many times that will be the answer to what you were needing. This article on churchleaders.com is titled Six Essential Reasons Why Worship Matters. And it's by Philip Wagner, published February 2019. But I wanted to share that with you real quick because of the importance of what it was talking about concerning worship. And it's huge. Because worship, not only through our song, but through our life is vital to living a Christian walk that is superb with the Lord. And not that we're going to be perfect. We know that we're not perfect. We know Jesus was perfect. But um, we choose to walk in and strive for that perfection in Him, that holiness and the righteousness that He has given us through Himself. So it says worship matters. Worship matters to God and it matters to you. Often we allow personal distractions to get in the way. Sometimes we go to church, but we don't worship. Sometimes we sing songs, but we don't worship. We listen to sermons, but we don't worship. We serve in ministry in different areas, but we don't worship. A lot of times because we are going through the motions and it's not necessarily a heart to heart with the Lord. It goes on to say all of these things are elements of worship, but they are not worship in and of themselves which means that you can do all of them and yet have failed to truly worship God. Worship is a lifestyle. So, not only is it the singing and the psalming unto the Lord, 
but it is how we conduct our life and, again, not only our words, but our actions. It's the gathering of believers to practice our beliefs and celebration of Him. Praise is the expression we give to the worship we live. Worship involves more than we realize. So, the first way and reason why this particular article emphasizes that worship is important is that it involves surrender of our lives. Romans 12.1 talks about this. It says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And then here's the punchline. This is your true and proper worship. So, first of all, surrendering of our lives, giving up our desires, giving up our dreams, giving up what we had hoped we would be doing at this point of our life, giving up dreams for our children, anything, everything, and dreaming and receiving and holding on to what God has dreamed for our lives, His purposes and His plans, so that we can join His mission to get the kingdom of Jesus out into the world, the gospel of Jesus, to save souls, to reunite people eternally with God the Father, and uh, to be a worship unto Him. Number two, worship is putting our focus on Him. If you're a worship leader listening, I know I have led some songs before throughout my life, even at CFNI in Dallas, I was part of the worship team, we would do outreaches to different churches, and uh, one time in particular, I was honored to be the worship leader, and I tell you what, the power of God fell, the anointing fell, it was a beautiful time we had together in the Spirit, and um, it was a first for me to be the leader of our group in that particular instance. And our worship leader, our teacher there, was very inspired and shocked, in a sense, of the level of anointing that came down. And I'm only saying this to give God glory, okay? But it was so much so that the next day in class, he's like, Joy, you are leading worship. Because typically he would lead, occasionally we would lead, but he was typically the leader along with another instructor that we had there. And he's like, you are leading worship and you are bringing us into the presence of God. So needless to say, it went well and everything was uh, amazing. People were blessed. And again, we, we give the glory to God and we give him the honor because throughout the years, I was able to sit under a good worship leader and know of what that was all about. And so worship is putting our focus on him. It says true worship is based on the desire to honor God. It requires a personal revelation of him as found in the scriptures. Worship is not based on my likes or dislikes, is not based on my personal preferences or priorities. The focus is completely on him. Number three, worship involves getting out of the way. We have to push our agenda out of the way, our looks, how we look that morning, if we're all together with our outfit, if our voice sounds good, which of course it does help if we can hit the right keys, but we push all that aside and say, Lord, I just want to surrender. I just want to give you the glory and the honor. I want to point other people to Jesus. A prominent worship leader that I've gotten to sit under and learn from throughout my years, uh, mainly during the summers, has always said that what works for her is that she actually literally points with her finger to the sky pretty much every song, all the time, because she doesn't want people looking at her. She wants people looking at Jesus. She wants to remind people, I'm here to lead you, but follow me as I follow Christ. And oh my goodness, if I were to give you her name 
and the ministry that she is submitted to and serves at, you would know that she is a powerhouse. That is definitely her calling to be a worship leader. And she has been blessed with an amazing, amazing voice. And that is an understatement. And so we praise God for her humbly being submissive there in what God has called her to do. So getting out of the way, it says here, we have to learn to remove our worries, our opinion, our questions, and ourselves so that we can worship with appropriate honor. God deserves honor. All the honor, all the praise, all the worship, adoration are utmost for his highest. It goes on to say it's letting go. Sometimes we get in the way of our own experience of genuine worship. Number four, worship involves personal sacrifice. Praise can be easier when times are good or we have the big victory. But genuine personal sacrifice requires a sacrifice of our own feelings and fears, things that we are dealing with and overcoming so that we can give God and Jesus the focus that they deserve. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Number five, we must worship in the face of pain and loss. While this can be very hard and very trying at times, where we have to almost purposefully make ourselves do this, it must be done. And again, like I mentioned earlier, it'll bring healing, restoration, the strength that we need, the revelation that we need in order to work through and overcome our situation. So the author says here, King David demonstrated what it means to worship in the face of pain and loss. He had a baby that died one time. He prayed and prayed, but the baby still died. The author says, I can't imagine the pain that would have come from the loss of a child. The loss of loved ones is too great to bear. After the baby died, the Bible tells us in 2 Samuel 12, verse 20, Then David got up from the ground. After he had washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. He still went and said, you are my God. I had a friend years ago that lost his father who was a co-pastor in a particular church. And through the heartache of it all, it was a, it was a shocker death that was unbelievable. Literally unbelievable. And I, I knew this man very much so. And I lived through that heartache and the hurt and the pain. And my friend, one time at his church got up and sang a song and actually helped my brother and I and another person helped sing with him backgrounds and the song was by Carrie Job which has the lyrics I believe that you are my healer and that was so profound and powerful coming from him because he had suffered a great loss We prayed for healing. We prayed for miraculous healing and restoration to come for his father, which was still a young man. And it didn't come. And he did pass away. And now he's in heaven. But my friend still had the strength and the audacity to stand there and declare, God, you are still the healer. You are still the way, the truth, and the life. You are still the one that can come and do the miraculous. And I believe you and I trust you. And that was amazing. Like this author says here, I feel so much pain and it's important that in times of pain and loss, we move towards God rather than away from him. David showed us that we have to say, I feel so much pain. I'm in agony, 
but I'm going to go towards God because I need him now more than ever. And finally, number six, worship is celebrating who God is and what he has done. So we shout for joy, like Psalms 100 verse 1 through 5 talks about. And it actually says, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Can I get an amen? So as we meditate today, tonight, the next couple of weeks over praise and worship, as we go deeper into the things of God, as we know the heart of God deeply, every compartment, every every corner of his heart, as we become that much more one with him, one with the Spirit, may we always offer up worship unto the Father, worship unto Jesus by the Holy Spirit, because he deserves it all just because of who he is but also as a thanksgiving offering for who he has been towards us, for his faithfulness. And like I said, because sometimes it will bring release to us, healing, restoration, or it'll give us the answer to what we were needing or pondering or petitioning about. So take some time. We may not have the best voice per se, but God's not looking at you hitting the right keys, per se. He's looking at the heart. He's looking at what are they offering unto me. So take time, spend time in his presence, get away from people, get away from, you know, the duties at hand and just love on God as he loves on you. After those moments of intimacy of heart and spirit with the Lord, you come out feeling so refreshed and on a high and ready to tackle what comes next. So it's that fellowship, it's the communion, it's spending time in his presence, and then being able to take that, even the glory that is saturated upon you that much more, out into the world to be a blessing to others. Amen? But uh, I'm excited just to share with you these things that have been on my heart and been on my mind and pray that they encourage you and lead you to the deeper things of God for yourself. Amen? Well, again, listen and share. Hope you're doing well. I'm praying for you. Until next time, God bless you.